spirit within me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. There has been a trend recently in publishing towards memoirs about death and dying, whether from those whose professions place them on the front lines of death, the undertaking and smoke gets in your eyes written by undertakers or how we die or being mortal written by doctors, or those who have faced loss in their own lives the year of magical thinking and the light of the world written by widowers, or suddenly a number of books written by those with terminal illnesses, the most recent published in January, the memoir When Breath Becomes Air by a young surgeon who died just 10 months ago of lung cancer at the age of 37. Clearly, we as a culture are wrestling with death. What makes a good death? How do we prepare for death? What does our mortality mean? This is certainly not new. Throughout history, it has been common for artists to explore death to tuck memento mori, reminders of death, often clocks or skulls, into paintings that seemingly have nothing to do with death. These memento mori sought to remind the viewer that time and life are fleeting, that eternity, hell in particular for those who do not amend their ways, is forever. With our ever-advancing medical science, with the removal of death from the home to the hospital, however, we have grown estranged from death, less willing to talk about it, confront it, until this sudden upsurge of memoirs, so many that the New Yorker and the New York Times have run long articles in the past few weeks about them. Still, despite these memento mori memoirs, I agree with the New Yorker writer that our contemporary emblem of death now is the bucket list. Seen most clearly in the movie of that same name when two characters diagnosed with cancer decide to cross off a list of items on their to-do list before they die. But how does that fit for people like ourselves, people of faith who have shown up today to remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return? I don't think that we, that you, have come here on Ash Wednesday out of a fear of hell, but nor do I think that we've come here to engage in an individualistic, narcissistic attempt to squeeze out 
the marrow of life before we die. Rather, we Christians remind ourselves of our mortality. We fast from distractions. We intensify our prayer. We examine ourselves, our lives, our consciences, and we repent as a way to concentrate, to focus on what really matters. On Ash Wednesday, this most honest of all days, we focus on what our culture too often seeks to deny. Our days are limited. And we've made a mess of things. One of my favorite things, if one can have a favorite thing about Ash Wednesday, is that every year I know that sometime on this morning I will get an email or a text from one of the members of my clergy group. And it will read, expletive deleted, Suzanne, remember that you will die, but first you're going to screw up a few times. Remember that you're going to die, but first you'll mess up a bit. That's what it means to be human. That's the truth that we tell today. Today, we tell the truth. We tell the truth that too often we put ourselves first. Today, we tell the truth that too often we refuse to forgive. Today, we tell the truth that too often we turn away from what we know is right in order to choose what is easy. We tell the truth that we hurt others, that we luxuriate in our own anger, self-righteousness, self-pity. Today, we tell the truth that even when we try to do good, we often focus on what we get out of it, expecting praise or recognition, patting ourselves on the back or getting angry when we're not thanked. What truths do you need to tell today? What do you need to confess, repent of? Despite the recent spate of books exploring death in the 21st century, we Christians have always had this amazing day, this amazing season to look death squarely in the face to look at all the little deaths in our lives honestly, not to frighten us into behaving better, 
nor to focus our attention on the things we want to accomplish before we die, but in order to focus on the abundant life that Jesus promises. A life that is made possible not by our own strivings, but by a God who is full of compassion and mercy, who will wash us from our errors and our sins, a God who will create in us clean hearts, replacing those hearts of stone with hearts of flesh, if only we will let him. On Ash Wednesday, we are honest. We tell the truth. We're going to die, but first we're going to mess up a bit. But we also tell this truth. This truth when the memento mori of the cross of ashes is placed on each of our foreheads exactly where the sign of the cross is made at our baptism, telling us that we have been marked as Christ's own forever. Yes, we will die. Yes, we will mess up. But the other truth we tell is that Ash Wednesday is not the end. Lent is not the end, for both end in Easter. For us, life does not end in the grave, but begins there. For us, out of ashes, new life. Amen.